And let's go back to the main copy, page one, which is after the numbers reset themselves. We don't want to talk about numbers and resetting tonight, so we'll just uh, try to go two pages from the back, uh, three pages in the back, maybe even, maybe even four. What? <laughs> yes, I'm saying right. They don't go. They don't go that far. Okay, so we introduced in Simon Kuf Pei this practical yet somewhat esoteric sugya, but an important detail in our. <coughs> Road to figuring out Bizayan Eichlin and where the bread, in particular, whether it's challah bread during the week, plays a role in Inyani Panosa. And we have many examples of it, and this is another one. And that is, we leave it on the table, something as little as crumbs, but it could be more significant, it could be a whole loaf. And we leave it there, besides expressing our karasatayv, that we have so much bounty, so much food, that we left over food. And we recognize that we're benching because of the food. We thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Those are the reasons I'll be nigla. And the third one, that if you have an ani come in, not for crumbs, but you can hand them a slice, which used to be very common and is less common today. And then we have the reason I'll be nister, that when you dive into something and there's something physical, tangible there for the bracha to be chalon, and that's what's represented by this piece of bread. So that's what we saw last night. And now we go to Siv Gimel. And we will see the application of the crumbs issue. And we said that if a person shows particular bizayin toward bread, we had the example of throwing it, where you can throw out the food if it doesn't get ruined. And we have bizayin of crumbs where less than a kazayis you can throw out but you cannot step on it. Um, we're going to see how that's dealt with. Siv Gimel in Kuvpeh. Kaidem sheyito yadav yechaber habayis. So talking about Mayim Achreinim, which, if all things are equal, you have running water, it's a good thing to do. The Machaber, Paskas, Mayim Achreinim, Chayvitz, next simon, we're not going to go into it now. But suffice it to say that it used to be more challenging when they had to go back down to the well and they had limited water. Today, most of the houses have running water. And if you have a water cooler and you don't want to go to the sink and it's near you, then use that. But use something. It's Kadai. And there are Nyanim, Apinigla, and Nister. The Nigla is the Machlekes. Whether it applies today, we don't have Melisodimus. We have something similar. But... It's a good thing to do. So we're assuming he's doing it. You should sweep the area. That this perurim shouldn't get ruined by the mayim of the natila. The fact that they're on the floor. Oh, so that's the shayla. We're talking about the floor of the table. We're going to get to that in a moment. We have to, this sugi is so American or un-American, we have to keep giving the historical backdrop. There's still people on this globe that eat on the floor, not in this area. But it was common in the olden days, and we'll see, we'll take care of both scenarios in a moment in the Mishnah Burr. Even though we said last night, the night before, that you could get Perurim that are less than a Gazayas wet, and that's not an issue, because it doesn't have a din Eichel less than a Gazayas. That's a fascinating line. It's like almost like a bracketed comment. 
said, we're concerned that the shamas, that's the guy serving it, will be in Amaretz, and it's mutter, by the way, to use a shamas who's in Amaretz. Why does Machaber have to include that? For very good reason, because we'd have very stark ahavimin is that you should never use a shamas who's in Amaretz. You can use a cleaning lady doing laundry and dusting and vacuuming as an Amaretz. That doesn't make a difference. It's probably not kadai or somewhat dangerous to let somebody near your kitchen near the food who's an Amaretz. So Kamash Malan, if he's not evil, if he's not a Russia, which you don't want him there anyway, there's a shash of poison and other things, then it's mutter. He doesn't have to know how to be mafish from He doesn't have to know what he's dinim. And you can use a shamish as an amaris. The machaber has to spell that out. Shamutu shamish amaris. That's like in parentheses. And the chashash is, since the shamish is an amaris, and he doesn't know this sugya. And he's going to think, after you get water all over the tiny crumbs of less than a gazayas, not knowing how to learn, he's going to say, well, that's interesting. I thought this balabas is learned it. He probably is. It must be the din is you can get bread wet, which you can't. You only get, get a wet if it's less than a gazayas. He's going to come to the incorrect conclusion. And he's going to be almost like a Marazayan type din. And then the shamus who's in charge of serving and cleaning up is now going to leave crumbs that are more than Gazayas, and that's about Tashchis, Bizayan, Eichlin issue already. And if he leaves it there and you don't notice it, you're going to get water over it, and now you're going to have a problem because of his Amaratzis. So this is. What was that? I heard somebody here? Can you throw bread into the soup? Oh, absolutely. That's a covered. That's not only not a Bizayan. What's not? Can you throw bread in the soup? I think it's a very time honored minig, and if you come from certain areas in Europe, you even do that on Pesach. In matzah form. If you come from other areas, do not try that at home. Uh, I grew up, uh, you know, my parents got married. It wasn't as common for Litvaks to marry into very high mishmashbachas, but that's exactly what happened. And my grandparents didn't allow any matzah near anything. We weren't holding in the plastic bags. There are those who do that also, but something close to it. And then my father, when we were by ourselves, not with the uh, my grandparents, my mother's parents, uh, he would have so much matzah in, my mother would always ask him with a smile, why do we make kanedelach? <laughs> so, so good. Kanedelach is the same problem eating a brox, but with the kanedelach, he added more matzah. So uh, keep your mending on Pesach, but uh, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's not considered a bizarre, obviously. So, therefore, So, because of this unique problem that there's a shamus who's not definitely not Marth, but could be he is, and you're allowed to use him, we don't want you going near Mayimachan and benching before you clean up, because there might be, this time or next time, pieces that are more than a gazayas, and the shamus not going to be careful because he thinks you can get them wet, and you can't. So the Machaber himself says that we don't take away the tables. The Gemara always talks about, so Zimbrach is about taking away the table at the end of the meal. We don't do that. Interestingly enough, he said, the Minig, they used to wash my Machanim somewhere else. Today, we wash my Machanim with our Purim. We don't take the table away. But we have uh, the issue of spilling something as you bring these little kalim to the table, which is, again, for the Maimah Freinam Sugya, a little bit odd. We have these tiny things that barely get, depending on how many people you have, your nails. 
uh, clean, maybe, depending on how you're dividing it and subdividing it. And then they have those. They're all very nice silver little chashkalas. They have the ones, you ever one that you pick up the thing has that little pump on the bottom? That doesn't even get your nails clean. You know what I'm talking about? They, um, they have them when you, I don't know, if you go in some mini factories, they have the thing on the wall, but you just, it's bad or nothing. But there's very little coming out of there. I've seen those. Why? Yeah, not even. You can't even, I don't know if it's enough to go. Again, better than nothing. If you have a lot of people, but there is a l'chatrila by the sink. Uh, the problem is the distance between the sink and going back to the table in my house, it's almost a situation you can be mastic afterwards because there are all sorts of people from here to there and they start talking and there is a l'chatrila certainly to wash my and bench right away. So that's probably why that minute developed. It's on the table. It's right in front of you. You're about to bench. You pass it around, and it's lots of a hefsik. So that's the uh, yeshiv on that. Lamaisa, let's go to the Mishabur now, and so I think we'll take care of your scenarios with the table and the floor. Look at Sif Cotton Vav. If someone is eating without a mazum, do they still wash my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to do with the mazumin. The mazumin is different than hugging with the kais. But this is uh, this should be done again with anybody who's near running water. Take a look at Sifkat involved. Kaidim Shita Yadav, Lamay Machrainim. Let's hold let me just finish the Mishaburi here first, and then we'll get the question. Yachabit Abayas, Makam Shaachlusham, Imesebu Al Gabe Karka Mechabdin Esakarka. Not happening today. We don't eat on the floor. And even if we did, the floor is either marble or there's what to sweep up, but it's not a uh, it's not a scenario where, if you're eating on the floor, I'd imagine they have something under you and they, they cleaned it up already. So it's not, that part's not too nogea. In those areas in yesteryear where they used to take away the table, which we don't do today, we're concerned that during the meal, as they take it away, there's some crumbs. So Machaber says, which is true today, you don't have to sweep under the table because you're not moving the table. So there's no shash, you're going to get water on it. So that problem is not nagea. Now back to our tables, the tables will remain in front of us, and if we're washing my machrenim on the table, because you might get the crumbs wet. Ah, the crumbs are less than the gazayas if they're really crumbs. That's not a problem. So the says, you might have an amaritz who thinks next time he'll leave bigger crumbs, or you have bigger crumbs, or slices of bread, and it's going to get wet. And that is the chash. And, and, and they weren't bothered by the fact that it's on the ground. What, the crumbs or the... Even if it's more than a kizetz, it's on the ground. The so we don't want to everybody's maskim, even crumbs less than kizayas, you could do whatever you want, you can get them wet, you can throw them into water, you don't want to step on them. That's kashulanias, that's the panasa issue. So if the crumbs fell off the table and somehow managed to migrate to under the table, no one's stepping there anyway, but when you eat at your table all, all week in Shabbos, People, kids, certainly throw things overboard. You want to sweep that up quickly anyway, not to do a because you don't want people stepping on crumbs. And that is a common shy. He doesn't talk about that here because he's focusing on getting it wet. But the focus in our sugya, the design of in general, is the only thing you don't want to do with tiny crumbs is step on them. I, so, I, I don't understand the, the case in the Gemara. Mm-hmm. If they're eating on the floor, 
mm-hmm. and there are perurim on the floor. Right. We don't want the perurim to get wet because we don't want to be ma'abed them. But it's on the floor already. Is anybody going to eat this from the floor? That's the thing. This um, school part of the sugya is not a din about tashlis necessarily. And it's not your regular bizayin eichlin. It's a type of bizayin eichlin because it's a school of for, and I'm going to say it the negative way, for Aeneas, or not a school of for Parnassa, and it's showing a tremendous bizayin, even though it's on the floor, and even though you're not eating it, stepping on it is too much bizayin, and that's, that's the Chiddush of here. But here we're not stepping on it. We're, we want to prevent it to get wet. That's why I had to put in the Shamus story, where it's not a problem with these crumbs. If we were sure we're always dealing with crumbs less than Gazayas, we'd have no problem getting them wet. But the shamus might think that, oh, you can get crumbs wet. Maybe you can get slices of bread wet. And then he's going to leave on pieces more than a gazai, and you're not going to notice. And then that's why the Mahabra puts in that on cheshven. So today, what's Nagaya besides this din of not getting things uh, uh, wet more than a gazai, which can happen on our tables. We have crumbs and we have pieces of bread. We don't want to, during the meal or after the meal, you don't want people stepping. I don't know if you ever had the pleasure of walking through your house and somebody sweeping. And then you're just walking, probably thinking and learning, talking and learning. All of a sudden you hear a shriek or a stop, halt, right? You know, don't step on my pile. So what's in that pile? So usually dust balls and all sorts of other things. Maybe, maybe not. Usually after a meal, crumbs. So they're actually right. You don't want to step on that pile. Not because you're interrupting somebody's work. It's not nice, but I'm a chavero. It's because you don't want to step on crumbs. And the quicker they take care of that, if it's on the side of the table, the... Uh, you're going to get the mishal out of the way. Now, if somebody doesn't know, you don't have to go now with a magnifying glass as you're walking uh, during a Shabbos to check for crumbs, but if you have to notice any of the children or grandchildren throwing things overboard, testing gravities, as we spoke about, and it was in the Chal department, you might want to check around that area before you step there. That's the... Uh, yes? Did we mention yesterday that there's a need to leave bread before benching? That's what, yeah. That was the first two sifim over here. Here, here we're talking about when you're masala kid, you still leave the table with some bread there, but we're worried about that's on a separate plate or a olive board or whatever it is. And you just don't want it uh, getting wet because it might be more than a gazai. Keep in mind, the gazai is only yay big, make or a din, and those are pretty common, and we're not eating them anyway. Yes? So the din specifically pass? Or yes. Like Cheerios? So because does that get into the whole... Uh... Yes, yes, and Rabbi Yashuv, who said you shouldn't throw pasta up a kiss. And Cheerios, by the way, if you know anybody works in the OU, um, there is a famous chakira that only the OU can be chaker because they give the hechsher. I mean, Cheerios made by different companies, but the Cheerios brand Cheerios is a big suffix as we sit here. Is it pasta up a kiss or not? Because it's a unique blend, it's extruded, it's baked and it's also sprayed so it's cooked and baked and the big enough comedian can you have like 20 bowls of it without washing and benching which some people do uh, and enough comedian got to be there's a lot of enough comedians so that would possibly be enough comedian over here and the side that's not possible for kissing you can be more make with the Cheerios and yes kids do throw the Cheerios off the high chair that's an old time favorite because they're a little round they look like frisbees or UFOs and you know they fly so it's a, it's a lot of fun so uh, frisbee it's common to give them to, to children because they have a whole it's like very it's fun. It's not likely that they're going to choke on it. Is that why? Yeah. Really? It's it very easy to pick up. They dissolve quickly. Okay. It has alamilus. Mamish, haimish, cereal. Okay. So it would be better if it wasn't possible to kiss them for your shayla. 
So Cheerios, I don't know if all Cheerios, they're different brands, off brands, and private labels of Cheerios. I don't know if they're all made the same way, but that would be part of that Shiloh with that Rabbi Yoshev's comment on not throwing it in the Afruf Pekaluch. That would her be the same, same Shiloh. Yes? Yeah, we have our Amal that says there's a minute not to eat on the grass because you might come to drink because most people eat drink. And that's a problem with many outdoor simchas uh, and kids, especially during Corona. So we've all done tshuva. It's now getting cold and we're not making it outside anymore. So learn the halacha. It's not an isa the Rabbanim. The Ramah is not happy about it. So we try not to do it. It's not... Why? So you're not allowed to drink outside of No, there's, it's worse than that. Rama says you shouldn't eat because people who eat drink. So eating will get to drink, but I'm saying so. You shouldn't drink because it's going to spill. So it's like. I'm saying what is it? Psychration? Not psychration. It's a concern. If we're psychration, it would be also. It's a concern. So, but Rama says you shouldn't do it, Misa. So I've heard, I've had people ask this question, and Shaila's, you know, how about Dievin, Malcolm Hef said, it's a Shaila. But Lamaisa, we try to avoid it, and uh, last six months it was a little harder to try to avoid because everything was outside. So the next three months, I don't think that's going to be the Shiloh. Uh, especially the grass is dead. I don't think it grows even if you water it. It doesn't look like is it what happens during the winter. It just stops growing completely or not? Shiloh's with that Ramah Binogad. Does anything, does it look like it's not growing in the winter, but it's growing significantly less, or just Shiloh on farming? Uh, does grass grow? It looks like it, I, when you could see it, it looks pretty bad, and often it's covered by snow. And Anybody? Uh, below 40 degrees, unless you have a certain kind of seed. But trees okay. are going to absorb it. It's, gonna go, it's not going to go to waste. Won't go to waste? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, then it's still no gas. So don't pour it, your cups out. What? Hey, yeah, that mechaschinach is, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> You got to know where where that applies on doing the seed, and, and that's machlekes itself. And 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 I always tell people, no, you can't shut off the light after you turn it on. According to that, <laughs> so Shaila is where does that where does that apply? With the pouring water on the, pouring the water, you get tiny if it's after a big rain. That's the tarp issue with the sukkah. If it's everything soaked and the water levels above, and you're, you know, yeah, yeah. So Shaila is is it completely and then it's grama. That's a different Shaila. But anyway, we try not to eat outside for, for that reason. Okay, so uh, let's go to Sifkat and Tess. Actually, Sifkat and Tess first. But even the times in history when they took away the tables, which you just asked, you don't want to take away from the Mavarach because he's benching and there should be some bread in front of him. As we do. Next page. Two pages from now, but there's a footnote in between. Page three, and you're numbering. As you just asked, leave the bread on the table at a safe distance. At a corner, on a plate, or something like that, or coverage, to protect it from getting sprayed. So, so far, so good. We have our orders and how to clean up beforehand and how not to uh, get the uh, challah and the bread wet, even if it's going to be thrown out, as you asked, Sadiq. And if you just take a look at the footnote on page two, in the second paragraph, in footnote one. 
mentions, as we, I think, saw last night, Af Esamelach, he should leave the salt there. And the next paragraph, he mentions that for Alamichia, we don't leave these items over here at all. And the question is, um, Michael, your question of the Bizayan stepping on it, he doesn't comment on, for the Simen Brocha and leaving it on and the whole setup of benching, we're not mocked by Alamichia, even though... It's certainly not a ridiculous havamina. We were saying Alamilchi, you want the bracha to be chal. wouldn't be. Also to keep it there, just the minig was, they weren't makbed on that. Now, take a look, yes? On the eating outside Shiloh. Yeah. If you're on a porch that has... Slats. No, so slats is on top of the ground, it's going to go in. Let's say it's not, uh, not a porch. No, there's a cooler there, by the way, because under the ground is very dark. Underneath your deck, so then you could nothing, nothing really grows. Okay, but if you, yeah, have, but, uh, if you have, let's say, a, a deck, not a deck, uh, like a, a patio, right. stones, and then in between some of the stones there are these moss or these weeds growing. Right. So could you eat on your porch, even though there are these? Uh, it's certainly, it's certainly better. As a shaila is there, I'll tell you, just an outgrowth of that shaila, literally and figuratively. Women like to sweep the steps on the cobblestone walkway and the like. And somebody a couple of months back was sweeping it in one fine summer Shabbos afternoon. And there was a whole uh, tumult, positive tumult, because in between, which is describing, in between there's something going on there. So the problem with the Mitzvah is not to be a vire, which is going to help for your Shaila if you're not going to be a vire what is that in between? They leave some, in construction, you've got to leave some room for expansion. Do you ever wonder why the sidewalk is a bunch of boxes? So I, when I was a little boy, I thought that was a design. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but that's actually pretty important for the heat and the other things that are going. It, you can replace it one block at a time. Yeah, yeah. So over here, these things are very close together, but there's something in between. So the question is, why and what gets in there? So you'll say, well, I, see, I see some grass growing out it's once in a while. Is it grass or is it moss? I'm not sure what the, it makes a difference. I, I don't know. Most of the, it's like actual things growing. Yeah. So, Shailas, would that be Mashvagumas? So, for the amount that's there, Mashvagumas, they would say, oh, there's no share for Mashvagumas. Because they're Mashvagumas. You can't sweep outside because Mashvagumas is a farming technique. You're making a hall as opposed to inside your house you have a wooden floor. Nothing's growing. So, that being the Nafkamina, how much do you have to be for that tiny, tiny amount inside? That's really the same shaila. It depends how it's made. Uh, I actually went to examine it. And there's very little in between. And it looked like a lot of dirt, not it just... Dirt. Not dirt as in dirt of the ground. It looked like it just collects stuff from That's flying around. They, they line up all the bricks. Right. Or it, bricks, they use sand, but uh, stone, they might use just uh, dirt or some kind of a mixture. But they basically, they put out all the stones, and they have gaps in between all of them, and then they just sweep the silt stuff on top and it fills in all the cracks. They sweep the, what are they sweeping? It, it, it's dirt or it's a mixture of, it depends. But it's earth, it can, it can grow something. Yeah, so it's usually earth, unless it's, unless it's um, like a cement kind of a thing. I'm just surprised, why and wouldn't they, everybody knows it looks ugly when you have grass going, why wouldn't they put cement, why would they put uh, dirt in where it's just going to give rise to well, br- bricks are, grass bricks and reason? Well, bricks are just sand, so it grows in the sand also, things you can get. So it, it's just, they put out, they lay out all the stuff, and then they fill it in with this, whatever it is. And right. once they do that, it sets everything. Right. Okay, so the shayla is, how much is in there that you have to reckon with it? Can you, uh, can you ignore it? It's a similar, similar shayla. Is, is 
Is that, uh, that, that that's not a I'm trying to figure out what they fill it in with. It, can you grow it? Cracks and stuff. So people right. think that what happens with these pads is you could just you could just refill in more stuff. Right. I'd like to know, do some research, I'd like to know what's in it. The Shaila does come up, and the Shaila is, is it just like something that was the soil underneath the popping through, or is the stuff they're putting in the middle ripe for growing? You certainly don't want to water. You want to get rid of these weeds rather than water them so that they grow better. Yeah, it's usually either I just, this particular thing, there's very little room in there, and I'd be curious to know what material they're typically putting in. Okay, let's go on. In the meanwhile, Go to Dalid. This gets more mysterious and more uh, alpinister. On page three, Siv Dalid. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Dalid. Hey, Siv Dalid is still just spelling out what we were assuming the whole time. As we said, another one throwing them out. Again, wet Now that sounds like a very general statement, which goes against what we're assuming because the Mishabur is going to. Fill that in. Take a look at Yud. Kashlanias dafka lidris aleim do bizegados. He spells out this only when you're stepping on them. That's a bigger design than getting it wet. I don't. Again, as as an American, it's hard to understand getting things wet. We had this problem in the previous weeks. Getting things wet are like pretty bizenistic. It's getting wet and soggy. But I think Tzadik reminded us that getting things wet is not the end of the world. And if they get wet, people still eat them. I, maybe Americans don't, but Apparently, the Chavetz Chaim says stepping on it is the biggest bizayin, and that is, if not usher, kashlanias, which certainly no one wants to do. In contrast to getting them wet, and that's a real issue in this whole sugya. How do you measure the gazayas? So if you have a bunch of them at the table and they're misdived to a gazayas, so then that could be an issue, and it doesn't just mean in the same bowl. It sounds like even the surface, you look at the Mercurius that quote this. So you might want to be careful with that if you look around the table and there's a little bit here, a little bit there, to be extra careful and not to get it wet, which is in line with what we just said, because we're doing that anyway. Shema, they'll be in our merits, and next time they'll get bigger kazais and wet, or as you wash my bacharnam, there are pieces on the table. You want to be careful and put that bread to the side because then you're ruining it by your dime, even though we all know when you wrap up the plastic, it's all going to get thrown out. Okay, so that's the kashal is an Indian up in this. We don't say kashal by every bizayin, per your question before, we seem to be very focused on the bread representing the panosa. Next thing in Alpinister, hey, naigen lachasa sasakin, once we're here, this is very, very fascinating. It's a din that um, every time you eat a sandwich or... Many people eat sandwiches, they're pre-made tuna sandwiches, peanut butter, they don't have any sakin on the table. But Shabbos, we have sakinim, and Shabbos Yantav is the only time we don't keep this minig. So if it's Tuesday, and you're cutting it up, and you're having a whole fancy suda, and there's a knife there, you cover the knife before you bench. Take a look at the Mishabur and Yedalef. Now, this goes back to what we've been discussing a lot on last week. The Shulchan is and we're very careful in all the things your mother told you about not sitting on the table and behaving yourself and not putting your shoes on the table are all true and we will see examples of this. Uh, we'll see, yeah, the Arab is going to bring down that you can't kill a bug 
on the table. Now, if you have bug on the table, a lot of people wouldn't want to touch it, but some people instinctively say, I want going in my food, and they go like that. So that's not a good idea. Your shulchan is done in a is like killing a bug in a mezbeah. We'll see that in print. So this is, uh, this is serious. The analogy, what? I'm being matter the which oh you mean you that's good for ball balls of and ball par you don't want to go there that's exactly how you know how that started Shlomo Melch was talking to some of the visiting uh, dignitaries like uh, one of the princesses from Mitzrayim and the like and uh, he was making fun of their avodah every time they have something that every day there's a new avodah and a fly landed on his lapel. And he said, yeah, why don't you take this friend of Razar, the lowliest thing? She said, you know, that's a good idea. And hence the Baal Zavuv was born, believe it or not. Wow. Sounds wild. Now, it's not as simple as it sounds because the fly does represent uh, the Eitzahara. And the, uh, there's a lot going on there. But interesting you say that. Yeah, you don't want to be mockery of any bugs on your... their are and uh, and I'm out of Kayin. Maybe you could be mockery of... Uh, <laughs> it's not a, not a good idea. But there's, this analogy has a lot of applications. That's what we're going to be bringing down over here. So, number one, and Barzel is a weapon. Weapons, Rahman Slan, shorten people's lives. Because This is a Dindaraisa, this part. We have a Shamir which had to be found at great risk and great length, uh, just to find the Shamir, and to get the people who know where the Shamir is, and to get uh, the shady characters to tell you where they're It's a whole... And this little worm can cut through the rock and the marble, and you have to do all that because you can't use regular cutting instruments. And the Shulchan is now that doesn't mean you can't bring a knife to the table. We don't take it that far. I never saw anybody bring the following possibility of Chumrah, and I'm not suggesting it. Just would there be a matter to use plastic knives as opposed to metal, because then you could have the whole Suda and not have any Barzal? The answer is no. That Chumrah doesn't exist, and don't start it, because this is, this, this is a meaning of covering the knife by benching. We don't have the meaning during the Suda because you need knives to eat with and you don't have to start looking for Aitzis. Tom Shainukas. That's number one. So we want to, we need the knife during the meal, but now you're benching and you're benching by the Shulchan, so cover it by benching. That's reason number one. Tom Shaini, Shem Rabbein Asimcha, Fisha Pam Echad. This is so humbling and so powerful, this next reason. Pam Echad, Igi Echad, Labichas, Bene Yushalayim, Veniskir, Chor, Ben I don't know how many years or how many days or weeks or months it was after the Horban, but there was a fellow who obviously was very, very in touch with the Avelis Yishalayim and uh, tremendously high Madrega, and he was so upset when he got to Bnei Yishalayim, he took the knife and stabbed himself. Do you know what a Madrega that is? We read Bnei Yishalayim, I'd like to be able to concentrate just on the words as a tefillah Bnei Yishalayim to get worked up to that extent that he either killed himself or stabbed himself. Dangerous. So they made this sort of takana. It's minig, al-kein no gulasakab shas brachas. We say it's very dangerous. We don't want people getting to the Yishalayim and really getting violent with themselves. So take the knife off the table. You might wonder, so why do you have anything like that today? I don't know anybody on this madrega. 
So the answer is, is that maybe the Zeichla Dover is to also tell you that you should think about, if you're about to mention, think about Chor Ben Yushalayim and Bnei Yushalayim. The, the Lushan of Bnei Yushalayim we have mentioned, by the way, is a post-Chor Ben Lushan. When David and Melech had Yushalayim and they built a resume, he didn't dive in Bnei Yushalayim. He dived in something similar, like keep Yushalayim, protect Yushalayim. It wasn't Bnei Yushalayim. So after the Chorban, this became an issue. So also the danger Shabbat, or maybe also the Remez, they made this Takana. And then, Yud Beis, we'll finish with this and explain more tomorrow. Very unusual for the Mishnah He says, yeah, this meaning doesn't apply to Shabbos Yantiv. Look around, you'll find out why. Well, that's Mishabur usually tells us why. But over here, the whole thing is already up in Nister. Apparently, Mishabur didn't want to go into it. It's not deep Kabbalah. We'll see a few of the reasons suggested tomorrow night. The Achorim have a difficult time figuring out. If we have an entrenched minig, and the minig is, then how it is, you put away the nice, or put away the nice first, and cover them, and uh, keep this minig, but not on Shabbos Yantiv. The knives remain exposed. The question is why. We'll discuss that tomorrow night, and also be discussing if you put away your knife, is it one knife, is it all the knives? Let's say you're sitting with a group of people, do you have to wait till uh, Shimon put away your knife, Levi put away your knife, how far do we go with this? Mitzvah Shem, we will discuss that tomorrow night. Is it all the way